What up, son? The tablet of change. The fuck life. Saying. Salad of Tapes, episode eight. We got Beastie Boys and Salt and Pepper today. Both from 1986. But before we go any further, I just want to say that it's a glorious day outside. And this goes against most standards, but. I'm leaving the window open while I'm recording today, um, because I like it, straight up. I like the outside noises, So if, and I live in the woods, so if you hear any animals or, or whatever screeching outside, we're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to deal with it at least for today, until all the bugs start coming and stuff, and then, uh, then I'll keep them closed and we'll get a nice sound in here, but for now, the windows are staying open today. Getting into the Beastie Boys and Salt and Pepper, I talked about at the end of last week how Beastie Boys and Salt and Pepper are both going to be scored as groups. Now, when I say that, when I say that people are scored as groups, we've had this before. Uh, I think the Sugar Hill Gang was like this. Um, then we've had other groups like Run DMC and the Fat Boys and stuff like that that were scored separately as individuals. But what I mean when I say that they're scored as a group is not going to say the Beastie Boys and take up one slot. I'm going to still put each artist, they're just going to be tied for the same spot and they're going to have all the same scores. Um, we'll get into more detail about why when I took notes on them and stuff. Uh, and when you when you listen to the song, you'll, you'll understand why. But uh, let's get right into it. Beastie Boys consisted of MCA, Mike D, and Ad-Rock. Origins are New York City, USA, Genres are listed as now this is this is gonna get interesting here. Genres are listed as hip hop, rap rock, alternative hip hop, alternative rock, hardcore punk, and jazz funk. So anybody that knows the Beastie Boys obviously knows that they brought a lot more to the table than than just you know your your typical rap scene as far as like the instruments go and as far as their genres and their their blends and their mixes of music, so I'm I'm not surprised to see six different genres listed for them. Um, not many people probably know a couple of interesting facts that I'll get into about the Beastie Boys in just a minute. Um, they their years active are listed as 1981 to 2012. The Beastie Boys were an American hip hop group from New York City formed in 1981. The group was composed of Michael Mike D. Diamond on the vocals and drums, Adam MCA Yoke on the vocals and the bass, and Adam Adrock Horowitz on the vocals, guitar, and programming. This is one of the interesting facts right here that I was talking about that probably not a lot of people know because the Beastie Boys came out with their debut album in 1986, but it tells you right here that the group was formed in 1981. It then goes on to tell you that the Beastie Boys formed as a four-piece hardcore punk band, the Young Aborigines, in 1978 by Mike D on the vocals, MCA on the bass, John Berry on the guitar, and Kate Schellenbach on the drums. 
They appeared on the compilation cassette New York Thrash, contributing two songs from their first EP, Pollywog Stew, in 1982. Berry left shortly thereafter and was replaced by Horowitz. After achieving local success with the 1983 experimental hip-hop single Cookie Puss, the Beastie Boys made a full transition to hip-hop and Schellenbach left the group soon after. They toured with Madonna in 1985 and a year later released their debut album, License to Ill. The Beastie Boys have sold 26 million records in the United States and 50 million records worldwide, making them one of the biggest selling rap groups since Billboard began recording sales in 1991. With seven platinum selling albums from 1986 to 2004, the Beastie Boys were one of the longest lived hip hop acts worldwide. In 2012, they became the third rap group to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In the same year, MCA died of cancer. In 2014, Mike D confirmed that the Beastie Boys had disbanded. So we had talked in other episodes about, uh, I believe it was, was it the Furious Five or Curtis Blow? I believe one of them was the first inducted into the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then we had Run DMC was the second one. So now we have the Beastie Boys as the third ones to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Big stuff here. The Beastie Boys had, you know, a big impact. Um, their originality was tremendous. There's certain things that obviously stand out to you about the Beastie Boys, and then there's probably a lot more to the picture than you would first think up close. Um, with all that being said, let's get into a song by the Beastie Boys. Let's go to their list. Let's hit random. And this is Beastie Boys, The Negotiation Limerick File. Okay, so we I, I talked about earlier how the Beastie Boys were scored as a group. Let me let me get a little bit more into that right now uh, as we dissect their song. So the Beastie Boys not only do they not really just have each person having a verse, uh, not only do they go back and forth a lot, but they kind of do like what Run DMC did, but they do it like a lot more, a lot more often. There were plenty of times most times actually um run and dmc had their own separate verses on songs and although they may have said some hypes on the others or they may have finished some lines and stuff like that it wasn't as consistent as the beastie boys do it so it really is hard to to judge somebody individually when they're kind of going like line for line with the other people in the group um you could tell that everything with the Beastie Boys was kind of a group effort. So you're going to hear that a lot on their songs. Uh, we'll see how much they do it on this one, but I, I know they did it a lot in general. These first couple of bars, my DJ's got the cuts and the beats are on. We're coming with the limericks and we're coming strong. Again, that's, that's more of what we've seen. That's basic one rhyme per bar, one syllable per rhyme. 
and the rhythm's on time to every word and rhyme. When it comes to keep it real, I keep it really wrong. So now, they ha they did a little bit of a different style here. The first two bars rhyme with each other. Then you have the third bar has time and rhyme in it that rhyme with each other. And then the fourth bar swings all the way back to the first two bars. So my DJ's got the cuts and the beats are on. We're coming with the limericks and we're coming strong. And the rhythm's on time to every word and rhyme. When it comes to keep it real, I keep it really wrong. Now, the Beastie Boys were dope in a sense that, like I said, they were super original. They had their own style and things like that. So I'm not trying to knock the Beastie Boys at all. But here was the thing with the Beastie Boys is they showed the ability to do a lot of different things. But they never really showed the ability to do these different things amazingly which other other people have now those people may have grown from the beastie boys and if the beastie boys influenced them then of course they're going to get credit for that but i just want to point out that a lot of the times with the beastie boys they do these cool things they do these different things but when you actually break the rhymes down and the lines down that they're saying a lot of times they either don't make sense or they kind of reach for a rhyme or things like that so when like i said they do a lot of cool different things, but when you break down the actual words and stuff like that that are going on, a lot of times it's lacking. Okay, this is now they've kept that that same pattern that they had going on here the entire time at the risk of sounding crass i would like to mention that i am well aware of your whack intentions to assert my pros and you so and so it's my primary bone of contention so you got that a a b b a rhyme pattern i tell you everybody i've had it with all these people with static I'll go insane if it don't rain. Sucker MCs are problematic. So again, they're showing ability here to do things different and and continue on with this pattern that they got going on here, which is cool. But again, the bars themselves are really they're really lacking. They're not terrible. They did certainly have some terrible lines in their careers. I haven't really heard them say anything terrible right now, but I I don't think that what we've seen so far carries this song above average right now because like i said although they're doing something different and cool the the words and stuff and the sentences and all that's not really being strung together Again, same thing. I love it when you hit those switches. A curveball's what my pitch is. So here we, here we come. Like dumb diddy dumb, I keep all five burrows in stitches. That's more good than bad. They're doing the same rhyme pattern, and you have more than one syllable on the rhymes this time. Um, 
again, not the greatest lines, but more good than bad. Sound, 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 sweeted through the echo plex. It'll spin you around and throw you in a hex. Until you feel no pain inside your brain, all your worries are soothed by the sound effects. Now, this is one of those scenarios where the the line itself with the sound sweeted through the echo plex, it'll spin you around and throw you in a hex, is not really a good line. Um, it's one syllable, one rhyme per bar. It's not really a good rhyme. It's kind of reaching. It's throwing one of those words in there where you really probably want to say something better or a different word, but those rhyme. Um, the last two bars I like because it kind of strings together the first two a little bit. Until you feel no pain inside your brain, all your worries are soothed by the sound effects. Which is kind of like the quote from Bob Marley, you know, the great thing about music when it hits you feel no pain. So, I like what they did there. The whole thing makes sense. It's, it, you know, bar A leads into bar B, leads into bar C, leads into bar D. Um, again, the rhymes themselves are really not that great, but they were able to keep the same pattern. They were able to to have a decent line there and they led into each other well so again more good than bad i'm not sure i'm not convinced that we've seen enough to raise this song yet but you can see the pattern that's going on here Okay, so a lot of times they're they're very random. Um, before the other four bars that we had really weren't so random. They were talking about something. Then you, they, but they do get random a lot of times. Not only with like verses and topics and stuff like that, but uh, line to line. So like a lot of times the lines won't really have anything to do with each other. We saw a lot of that from Dougie Fresh, I believe it was like a week or two ago. Um, so you have. You read it in the post and the daily news. Listen, everybody, let's show and prove. Don't let me begin about heroin. Living six feet deep just ain't the move. So again, they got that same A, A, B, B, A rhyme pattern. But again, it's one syllable rhymes. Uh, you got the pretty much the one rhyme per bar aside from that, that pattern, how they do that. Um, the lines are The lines are okay. It's kind of one of those things, again, where... It makes sense. Living six feet deep just ain't the move. I, I get the point that they're trying to make. I get the, you know, what they're trying to portray. But the lines themselves are really not that great. We're giving you soul power. I like it sweet and sour. When it comes to rhymes and beats and the signs, I'm at the control tower. You got the same pattern. You actually have two syllables on the rhymes here. Um, again, not great lines, but more good than bad. Okay, so that basically plays out. There's some scratching, there's some instruments going. Um, it's not that I don't want to listen to it. It's just that, you know, you don't want to take up 
too much time. I want to get done what we're doing here, and uh, you know, it's a minute or two of of instrumental, which is dope, dope to listen to. It's dope that the Beastie Boys played instruments, um, all that type of stuff. But as far as the rest of the lyrics in that song, I just want to point out that they continue to pattern. Tell me what makes you so afraid of all these people you say you hate. Just give it one time for your mind and let's try to negotiate. Then after that, they say, come on, let's try to negotiate. Let's try to negotiate. Now, normally I would probably point out that that's not a rhyme and they're just saying the same words over again. But really, all the other four bar sequences that they did, that's what they are. They're four bar sequences. This is a six bar sequence. So they could have just ended it after let's try to negotiate the one time they just repeated it uh for artistic purposes which is cool um they did things like that they they didn't lose points for for things like that again i don't want to i don't want people to lose points for being artistic but people will lose points if they show the ability to not be able to do other things aside from like you know one line repeated over and over again in the hook and stuff like that um as far as this song this was probably an average song, I would say. Uh, again, not listened to in succession with the rest of the Beastie Boys is really tough to tell. I did the Beastie Boys years ago. Um, but I, I would say that the limited basic rhyme skills, for the most part, maybe not so much in this song, because I do think there was more good than bad in this song. Uh, by far, there was hardly any bad in this song, really. There were plenty of lines that were either random or weren't great lines, but there wasn't anything bad in this song. There was certainly nothing for them to come anywhere near losing any points on on any on any scale of lyrics or the song or originality or anything like that. So but again, there was no there was no real theme here. There was no you know particular topic that was kept there was no crazy story going on this is not an overly popular song from the beastie boys it's a short song they had a lot of songs like this where you know two minutes two and a half minutes uh like i said they they did a lot of things differently they were a very very original band um if anything it was probably noted that maybe this could have been a slightly above average song but not quite a good song and again maybe the next song goes in the same pattern or the next two songs and then i say hey you know what they're continuing to do these different different things and these cool things or whatever. You know, maybe one of these songs is gets a good song out of this batch or whatever. But again, I listened to 127, it says right here. But we'll see on the official count when I get to talking about it. But I listened to 127 Beastie Boys songs in a row. So, you know, you, you pick up on patterns and things that they're able to do and not able to do and things that they do well and stuff like that a lot better when you listen to that many songs in a row. So... Right now, we heard what we heard. We broke down what we could. Um, let's get into the notes that I took on the Beastie Boys when I was listening to them. So, since the Beastie Boys didn't perform songs in your quote-unquote normal fashion and have each artist do his own verse or each artist having a solo song on the group's albums, I couldn't have any artist ranked higher than the other in any category. The Beastie Boys truly were a group effort in all forms. Lyrically, however, they were pretty bad. Sentences would often not make sense at all, and the few good lines that they did have were usually followed by a rhyme that was struggled to reach. All in all, they had some awful lyrics on too many occasions. As far as their albums, their first one was good, but the following six hip-hop albums they released were average. Now, 
it sounds funny me saying this because we talked earlier about how many platinum albums they had. And then you hear somebody like me come on here and say one album was good and the other albums they released, the other six albums were average. And people are going to laugh. Yeah, okay, bro. They went fucking platinum on, you know, every album or whatever it is. And uh, you're sitting here calling the albums average. But again, this is, this is part of why I did this study. When I'm giving these album scores, these album scores, I can't base it on anything other than the technicality of what's going on on the album. The topics that are on the album, the fact of whether they're kept or met, or they're just random names to songs that, you know, there's a topic and then they talking about other random stuff. Um, there are so many things that go into albums. Sticky Fingers had an album where I realized like a couple of songs in that the whole album is just one big story. I had to start the whole album all over again and just say, holy shit, I got to listen to this from a different perspective now. Um, there's things like this that go into into these albums getting these scores. So when I say the albums were average, did they chart average? No, absolutely not. The Beastie Boys were extremely successful and they did great and they got credit for that. They got credit for that partially in their impact score. They got credit for all the different weird things that they did on their albums, which is part of the reason why people loved their music and went and bought their music. They got points for that on their originality score. So again, different things are falling into different categories. And I promise you that everybody is getting and losing credit for what they deserve to get and lose credit for. So when I say the albums were average, we're talking about technically the albums did great commercially. And, and again, they got credit for that. But technically, they had one good album and the rest of their albums were average. Of the 128 hip-hop songs they put out, they did have one great one, but four were also weak. The Beastie Boys, however, must certainly be given credit for their impact on the game. They influence artists such as Naughty by Nature, Busta Rhymes, Jay-Z, Biz Marquee, Flavor Flav, Chuck D, and others. They also came in with something different and left their mark. There aren't many people in general, hip-hop fans or not, who don't know who the Beastie Boys are. One area where they really stand out above most is originality. Surely they took a little of Run DMC and ran with it, but they took it in their own direction and never looked back. The songs, the rhymes, the deliveries, the way they dressed and carried themselves, etc. There's no question they were one of a kind. With all that stuff being laid out on the table, let's get into the actual scores that they got. Lyrics, they got a three, which is again tied for the bottom with uh, Hammer and maybe one other person, or it might be just Hammer, but again, there were just, there were just a lot of times. It didn't happen in that song. Again, that's just one song. But there were just a lot of times where they said things that you really just were like, Wow, like that was that was a really, really bad line. It was a really poor line. And lines could be poor in many different varieties. Sometimes they just don't rhyme. Sometimes they're reaching for something that's just so bad, like you kinda almost laugh of like, you know, was was that person being serious or like did I did I take that the wrong way? And on top of that it could be a, a one one rhyme per bar, one syllable, and maybe it didn't even really r rhyme, and the line was really bad. 
Um, or maybe it made no sense at all where you're kind of like, what? And you go look it up and you, you know, you're asking Beastie Boys fans like, what does this mean? And they just kind of laugh like, I don't know, man. They, they, you know, they were just random. Like I does, they just don't make sense sometimes, which again, it's part of their appeal and I get it. It's funny. I actually, I'm not going to say I'm a big Beastie Boys fan. I'm not, I don't really fuck with their music like that. If it came on at a party, I'm sure it would be great, but I certainly, Certainly enjoyed listening to the Beastie Boys, you know, cruising around and, and in the gym is mostly where I do a lot of my listening. Uh, I enjoyed listening to the Beastie Boys. Um, so I get the appeal, but technically, lyrically, they were pretty bad. Um, album score is 3.44 with zero classics. Songs is a minus 0.24. We talked about how they did have a great song, but they also had four weak songs. So that again just goes back to one of those points where you, you sometimes you have people like a, you know like a vanilla ice or somebody along these lines where they have a, a a good song or a couple of good songs or they have a great song or whatever the case was but then when you go and you you know MC Hammer is another one you go and you listen to their albums you realize holy shit like you know MC Hammer had 12 albums and he put one out in 2004 and fucking, you know, Vanilla Ice had 11 albums or whatever it was. Um, and you, you don't even really realize these things. Then you go listen to them and it's just, there's just, I, I hate to use this word, but there really is just a lot of bad or weak things. Again, with the Beastie Boys, it was only four, so I'm not trying to shit on them, but there are some artists where, you know, they have a great song or two and then they have, you know, 16, 17 songs or something that I just really just just poor songs, whether it's laziness or it's inability or, you know, maybe there's something going on with the label and they didn't want to be there and they just, you know, the album length didn't meet the, the criteria and they had to make another song and they didn't want to make another song. These things go on. But again, I'm sitting here as a, as a, as a listener, as a fan. Uh, I'm intrigued. I'm studying this stuff. I have to I have to base my studies on what you presented to me and when you when you put out a weak song you put out a weak song and I, I think it has to be noted because there are artists you know certain artists that have been around for 10 20 30 years that have really almost never even came close to putting out a weak song so you have to give credit where it's due and you have to you know you have to lose points where it's valid the impact score is a seven and a half we spoke earlier on my notes they had a big impact they had a lot of uh, you know, 26 million records in the United States, 50 million records worldwide. I believe it was seven platinum albums. We said third uh, hip-hop group to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We talked about some big artists that they had influences on. So their impact was most certainly there in every way. Um, the numbers are there. The impact on the other artists are there. Um just just their name is there them just being a household name and everybody kind of knowing who the beastie boys are um and again originality they got a nine and a half i i spoke on earlier how i don't intend on giving any tens or any zeros in this study if i really feel that i'm forced to i will but i just want you to understand when somebody gets a nine and a half in something that's that's really as high as you're going to get from me. So I just want to point out that that nine and a half and that originality score, they were original in every way. I, I spoke about in my notes, but just anything that you could have been original with, they were original with. Again, they, they did, 
I can't say that they took Run DMC style and ran with it because I don't know that that actually happened, but I do know that Run DMC was really more of the first to do the the rap rock type of thing and the you know the the rhyming kind of back and forth and finishing each other's lines. So I I do see where the Run DMC influence was there on the Beastie Boys, but I mean, you know, being influenced by by another artist does not really mean that you're you're unoriginal. You know, everybody's influenced by other artists and that's totally fine. Be influenced by other artists, but they did they took their influences and they did it in their own way and they and they ran with it and they never looked back and they never deviated from that. They they came out original, they finished original. So, much respect to the Beastie Boys for that, for sure. You take all those numbers, you add them up, you divide by 5. They come out with a final score of 4.64 which is drum roll please tied for 31st of 114 so again all three of those guys uh mca mike d and ad rock they were all given the exact same scores in every category there was really no room for separation with them so they all come in a tie for 31st of 114 artists done Moving on to Salt and Pepper, who, as I spoke about, also had their debut album in 1986. The members of the group are pretty obviously Salt and Pepper. And then you have DJ Spinderella, who, again, has nothing to do with this study. She's not going to be judged on anything. She's not going to have any impact on, you know, Salt and Pepper scores and things like that. But um, or unless she did something super original as a DJ, which off the top of my head, I don't really remember. But, you know, hip hop elements i'm not gonna um you know if the dj is a big part of the group where they're spoken about by the members and they you know certain things where you just you don't name a group without naming the dj i'm not gonna do it just because the dj is not getting scored here so uh what what some people might not know is i i, I actually didn't know this uh i had a salt and pepper album when i was younger i i want to say it was probably like towards the late 90s i don't remember exactly what it was but i definitely had a salt and pepper album at least one um but it says here they were also known as super nature which i'm not really going to get into i don't really know what that's about i've personally never heard that before but i just found it interesting that you know after all the hip hop that I've listened to in my life, and even admittedly having one or two Salt and Pepper albums, I I still never knew that. So I just find it interesting when I come across these random little facts. So I'll share as much as I can with you guys. Like I said, I I don't know much to get into it, but just thought I'd throw it out there. Their genres are listed as hip hop, dance, rap, pop, and dance pop. And the years active are 1985 to 2002. And then 2005 to present. So you can tell by by the, the genres listed that they obviously were hip-hop. That's their first genre listed. Rap is also listed. But again, you could tell that it's a little bit more. Now, theirs is not to the extent uh, as the Beastie Boys is with kind of creating their own sub-genres and their own mixes and things like that. Um, but they, I just do want to point out that they did incorporate a little bit more into their music than just hip-hop, salt and pepper. So, Salt and Pepper is an American hip-hop girl group formed in 1985. Group members included Salt, Cheryl James, Pepper, Sandra Denton, and DJ Spinderella Deirdre Roper. 
They were signed to Next Plateau Records and released their single Push It in 1987, which hit number one in three countries and became a top 10 or a top 20 hit in various countries. Their debut album, Hot, Cool, and Vicious, sold more than one million copies worldwide, making them the first female rap act to achieve gold and platinum status. So that's that's big right there. Um, when you think of Salt and Pepper, I'm not saying that you think of flops or anything like that, not at all. But I, I'm not sure that your average person probably realizes that they had probably a bigger impact than most people would expect. Their fourth album, Very Necessary, sold over 7 million copies worldwide, 5 million in the US, making it the highest selling album by a female rap act in history. Salt and Pepper have sold over 15 million records worldwide, making them one of the best selling rap acts of all time, male or female. The group has been nominated for a Grammy Award several times. The trio won the 1995 Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance by a Duo or Group for their song None of Your Business, making them one of the first female rap acts to win a Grammy Award, along with Queen Latifah who won during the same year. Their success in rap and hip-hop culture has earned them the honorific title, The First Ladies of Rap and Hip-Hop. So again, I just want to point out that might be a little bit more to meets the eye than when you think of salt and pepper and you think about the hip-hop on the rap game not you know not to the extent of certain peoples um but probably bigger than you would you would think right off the bat okay let's go to their list let's click random get a song okay this is salt and pepper expression and it's from their third album black's magic Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know life is all about expression. You only live once and you're not coming back. So express yourself, yeah. Okay, so before we get into what they're saying, again, I want to point out that they were scored as a group in the same fashion that the Beastie Boys were scored as a group. Um, they were very similar in that sense of the way that they went about performing their verses that they kind of either went back and forth or, you know, they were always on every song. There wasn't really much separation to be caused for them. So now... You got, obviously, right off the bat, you got them painting a little bit of a picture here. Now, Joe want to be like Bob. Bob got it going on with no job. And everything Rob got, he got from Robin. And everything she got, she got ho-hopping. So these bars obviously lead into each other well. She's talking about something. Bob, job, all that stuff. Very simple, you know, simple, simple stuff, but... They lead into each other well. She's obviously painting some sort of picture here. Let's go on and see what she says. My girl Jilly want to be like Jackie. Fat rope chains and I think that's wick wacky. Okay, so 
what I'm taking so far without going further and listening to the rest of the song is that everybody always wants to be like somebody else. Like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to be like this or I want to do this or I, you know, everybody always wants to be like somebody else. And a lot of times you don't know what, what the deal with that person is. You just see what you see. You don't really know why they're like that or what they had to go through to be like that. A lot of times when you ask that person what it's like to be them, you get an answer that you weren't expecting to get. So I think that's what, you know, the name of this song is Express Yourself. And she's basically talking about how everybody wants to copy the next person. So I think I could see where this is going. Let's see if they're able to keep the topic and kill any of the bars here in the process. Okay, so they continued on with the same thing. Um, they did have a couple of other bars there where they kind of gave, you know, they do give a little bit of credit to a couple of people, but still basically the same, the same type of theme here where they're talking about, you know, be yourself, um, express yourself. Things like that. As far as the actual rhymes are concerned, you got legit, you got kit, one rhyme per bar, one syllable per rhyme. Then you got reason and season. So you got two syllables on that. But again, the majority of that was was basic stuff. As far as I'm concerned so far, they haven't strayed off of the topic. So we'll see if they're able to continue that on and where they could take this. <laughs> Okay, we definitely got a little bit of a different style going on here. Um, yes, I'm Pep and there ain't nobody. Like my body, yes, I'm somebody. Now, you really just said body three times there. Now, nobody and your actual body, I can kind of see a little bit of separation there. But it's not enough to carry this line because body is in the middle of the sentence anyway. Uh, the two endings are both body, nobody, somebody. Those don't really rhyme. Uh, you know, not that there was anything spectacular in the first in the verse before, but these are the type of things I'm talking about when you when you kind of go back and forth and you look at like ah you know all right maybe it's a little above average and then they do something like this and you're like ah all right it's back to average. Um, obviously five things that are maybe a little above average and one that might be a little below doesn't, doesn't even out, but it's not a good start to this verse right here. No, I'm sorry. I'm a rock this Mardi Gras until the party ends friends. Again, it's kind of weak. So the first four bars there from Pepper are definitely weaker than what we saw in the verse before. They both had bars on the verse before. We'll see what goes on on the next verse. I don't know if the next verse is going to be sought by itself or what, but the first four bars in this one right here are not really 
very good. Not enough to to really take anything away from this song. It's probably still average right now, but we're going on a downward trend here. I'm blessed and I know who I am. I express myself on every gym. I'm not a man, but I'm in command. Hot damn, I got all-girl band. And I wear the gig, yeah. I want to wear it too. I don't care, damn. Got a Great to be you. Living in fair blue. Expression is rare. I dare you. Okay, so it's definitely a little better than the first four bars. Yes, I'm blessed and I know who I am. I express myself on every jam. Now, that's good because it, it goes with the topic at hand. And it's also a, a rhyme pattern of A-A-B-A-B, which I'm not 100% sure we've seen yet. Yes, A. I'm blessed, A. And I know who I am, B. I express a myself on every jam B so that's pretty cool right there again they're simple rhymes the bars are not not bad but not that great but the rhyme style and the pattern there is different and it's definitely better than one rhyme per bar uh, I'm not a man but I'm in command hot damn I got an all-girl band so one syllable rhymes the bars are not great, but you have four rhymes in your two bars. And I wear the gear, yeah, I want to wear it too. I don't care, dear, go ahead and stare, ooh. Now, Salt and Pepper did a pretty good job of pulling this off with the stare, ooh. I'm not a giant fan of things like that. It's a little bit of a cop-out. I don't want to put my personal preferences in here, but... This is something where if you kept doing things like that, you would probably start to lose credit for it. I wear the gear, yeah, I want to wear it too. So you kind of got a couple of rhymes in that bar. I don't care, dear, go ahead and stare. So that's pretty good. You got a bunch of rhymes in the two bars. Ooh, wear it too, stare, ooh. There's nothing that rhymes with it. So... Again, in a lot of these bars, you're seeing things where there's some, some good and some not so good in the bars. Afraid to be you, living in fear, boo. Expression is rare, I dare you. Again, rare and dare, so you have an A, B, B, A. So a couple different rhyme patterns shown in that verse. It didn't start off great at all, but I, again, I think that most of this stuff right here is pretty average. Um... As far as the topic being kept in this song, I I would say they haven't they haven't said anything that's really strayed off the topic. The second verse was not as on point with the topic with every bar, but I think as a whole that verse kept the topic and they they wouldn't lose credit for not keeping the topic right now. I didn't hear them go off on any tangents just you know, rapping bars about things that really have absolutely nothing to do with expressing yourself. Um, again, there's a little bit of give and take, some some good, some not so good here, some simple bars, one syllable mostly, but then you got a couple of rhymes per bar, a couple different rhyme patterns, stuff like that. So mostly average stuff here.
jump, spread out, and stop. Now bring it. Okay, so let's pause here for a second and point out again, they're going back and forth almost every every word or every couple of words is, you know, one or the other saying it. So this is this is the reason why there really was no room for separation with these two and they were scored exactly the same. My party, your party, anytime drop in. Cold hip hop is always rocking. Don't you like it when the music drop, jump, spread out, and stop? Very simple, at least for drop in and rocking, you have two syllables. But again, the bars are not great. There's nothing amazing being said here. Um, there's not any crazy rhyme schemes or anything going on. Then after that, you have drop and stop. Very simple, one rhyme per bar, one syllable per rhyme, and nothing really great about those lines, but nothing bad again. Okay, so there you got a, a different rhyme pattern. Now let's bring in the go-go. Uh-oh. Look at how my butt go rock from left to right. So you have A-A-A-B. Now bring in the go-go. Uh-oh. Look at how my butt go rock from left to right. Now, they said go, so it's not, you know, go-go and butt-go. Those are the same words, so I wouldn't say that it's three rhymes in, in, in the sequence there. It's really only two, technically, but that's okay. We still have an A-A-A-B rhyme pattern. You want to step to me, groove me. I know you want to do me. Come on, fellas, don't fight. Again, A-A-A-B. So... Kind of similar to the Beastie Boys and Run DMC again here in the fact that they're kind of jumping in, you know, word for word and things like that. And when you when you break down the rhymes, there's nothing great. There's nothing spectacular going on here. Uh, as far as the second set, groove me and do me because all of them say me. You want to step to me, groove me. I know you want to do me. They all me. So those aren't really rhymes. But at least in the second set, you have groove me, do me. And then you have back to write and fight, which is a one-syllable rhyme. So, again, technically nothing great, but they're doing something different. They're doing something cool. Um, it's not just in your typical fashion as far as the rhyme patterns, the way that it's delivered and things like that. But it's still kind of average when you break the bars down. Alright, so the chorus just rides out for about a minute there. That's the end of them rapping. That's the end of anything that, that really needs to be heard on this record. Um, at the end of that verse, you had kind of more of the same. At my door, they bum rushing to hear the percussion sound of my go-go band. I've long ago learned my lesson. It's all about expression. Will the real salt and pepper please stand? And so... The rhymes are okay, nothing great, nothing bad, but they do have Russian percussion, which is AA, sound of my go-go band. Russian and percussion are two syllable rhymes, band is one. I've long ago learned my lesson. It's all about expression. 
which is two syllables, will the real salt and pepper please stand? And. So band, stand, and and, you got the three rhymes there, one syllable. Russian, percussion, a two syllable. And then lesson, expression, are also two syllable. So here you have another different rhyme pattern of A, A, B, C, C, A, which is. I believe, again, different from anything we've seen so far. So it's actually eerie how similar... I mean, when you think about salt and Pepper and you think about the Beastie Boys, in no way, shape, or form did they make the same kind of music. In no way, shape, or form would I really say that, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, Beastie Boys and salt and Pepper, they're almost exactly the same. They're not. But it's its eerie how you had LL Cool J and Cool Mo D who beef with each other and happened to fall into the same episode and now you have Beastie Boys and salt and Pepper, who again were both scored as groups and really when you break down their styles and their rhyme patterns and things like that it's different from a lot of the normal stuff that you see but very similar to each other so it's pretty crazy that they fell on the same day today again um, and it's pretty crazy that even those songs because I can't say that, you know, Salt and Pepper took those rhyme schemes in every song and stuff like that. Uh, you know, Beastie Boys didn't necessarily do that in every song either, but they both did it on the songs today. So it's pretty crazy how some of this stuff pans out. Okay, so here's some of my notes from Salt and Pepper. Much like the Beastie Boys, Salt and Pepper wrote and performed songs in a manner that, with the exception of two tracks, they were both on all of them and went back and forth in verses as opposed to each of them always having their own. They made it impossible to not judge them as a group. Lyrically, they were just below average but seemed to get better with each album. They had a few good lines, but they also had some weaker ones and most were relatively simplistic. As far as albums were concerned, all five of their albums were borderline good average. Of the 63 songs they dropped, only one was great Five were good, and only two were weak. Salt and Pepper's impact on the hip-hop game itself, as far as other artists were concerned, wasn't overly huge, influencing the likes of Jay-Z, Nas, and Mace, but their overall impact as artists was. As far as originality is concerned, they always stayed relevant, but they mostly did it in their own style and stayed true to the message they put out from day one. So I think that needs to be stressed that you can hear... You can hear in this hook, you can hear in this song that, you know, this is a 1990s song with the, the way the singing is in the hook and just the whole style and vibe of everything, which is, again, they're a product of their times, but they did it in their own way. They never really veered off track from what their message was as a group. They always stayed consistent with that. And like I said, they managed to always stay relevant, which is probably pretty important in order to have success, but they did it in their own style without selling out or without, you know, changing what their their morals and their message seem to be from day one. So with that said, let's get into their math. Lyrics, 4.5, which as I talked about, they were probably a little lower than that at one point. I think I remember them being, you know, a four, kind of three and a half around there at a certain point. And then, like I said, they... They picked that up a little bit and they got better. That song was from their third album, so that wasn't that early in their career. And you could see that, you know, there wasn't anything bad there that they would have lost points for. So they wound up finishing overall just below average. Album 6.63, which was actually a little bit higher than the Beastie Boys scored. Um, 
they also had zero classics. Uh, song score is a minus 0.16, which is, again, a slight bit better than the Beastie Boys got, and we talked about why. Both groups had one great song, but Salt and Peppa had less weak songs, which it kind of, you know what? They made up for a little bit there in the song scenario, but when you're as original as the Beastie Boys were, you're you're walking a tightrope and you're you're going out on a limb there a lot of times where a lot of these songs you're going to go off on some crazy shit and you know sometimes it's just not technically good but it makes up for it in creativity so they weren't as ridiculous as the beastie boys to where they took the same amount of risks and chances with their music so they wind up getting a little bit better of scores there when it comes to their songs albums and lyrics but then as we get into impact six as compared to the Beastie Boys 7.5, the reason that Salt and Pepper gets a 6 with all those accolades that they had of, you know, the 7 million copies worldwide making the highest selling album by a female rap act in history, uh, the first to win a Grammy, um, the first uh, female rap act to achieve gold and platinum status. These are big things, but those things are really what carried them to a six because had it not been from those things, this is similar to MC Hammer. How we talked about it. he had the one album, which is one of the greatest selling hip hop albums of all time. But aside from having that, he didn't have much. Now, they had these things, but aside from that, they didn't influence a lot of artists. Um, you know, stuff like that where... They were definitely above average for their impact, but not the same as the Beastie Boys. Um, they both had the commercial success, but the Beastie Boys definitely had more of an impact to where people took more of their lines, people took more of their beats, people sampled more of their music, um, you know, just things like that. So they get the higher score. Uh, again, this is not to compare the two groups, but I just want to put a measuring stick each time we do this so you can kind of see like who's you know, pulling ahead in, in what areas, um, and originality, they get a six and a half. Now I just talked about a minute ago, how their song score was a tad bit better than the Beastie Boys song score, but look at how much it's by the Beastie Boys song score is a minus 0.24 and salt and pepper's song score is a minus 0.16. So you're only they're only gaining a .08 on the Beastie Boys there. Now the Beastie Boys wound up coming out with four weaker songs because of their craziness and their originality and their willingness to go take these risks and go out on these crazy limbs. They did have more weak songs than Salt and Pepper, but they got a nine and a half in originality and Salt and Pepper got a six and a half. Which again, six and a half, there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's a fair amount above average. But when you're talking about groups or people like the Beastie Boys, I mean, there just really wasn't much more that they could have done to be original. Aside from, like I said, seeming to feed off of what Run DMC did, but Salt and Pepper also seems to have fed off of Run DMC. Not so much with the rock type of style, but with the delivery where they're saying, you know, each person saying certain words or certain rhymes. Again, I'm not saying that they stole that from Run DMC. I'm just saying that 
Run DMC was notably the first ones to do it, so you have to give D Run DMC credit for putting that stuff into the game and watching other artists come later and kind of feed off of what they did. Uh, add all those five numbers together, divide by five, and you get a final score of, drum roll, 4.09, which is tied for 73rd of 114. So it's crazy because, again, this is, this is my point of doing this study. Lyrics 3 for Beastie Boys, Lyrics 4.5 for Salt and Pepper, both below average. Neither one of these groups really have like lyricists in them to where anybody's going crazy and you, yo, you know, how could you say this or say that? Both below average, but I mean, Salt and Pepper are pretty good ways above the Beastie Boys to, to the extent that they didn't have that many weak lines. They didn't have that many lines that didn't make sense. They just had a lot of basic stuff and then some things that weren't so great. So they were a little below average. Whereas the Beastie Boys, they went out on limbs and they took risks and they had these lines where it was like, what the fuck are they saying? Um, so you got a gap there. Album score, again, Salt and Pepper gets a better album score. Neither one had any classics as far as technicality is concerned, but you know, it looks like Salt and Pepper's killing them up to this point. Again, not that they're pinned against each other, but song score, you got a little bit a little bit in favor of Salt and Pepper. But then you get to impact and originality, and Beastie Boys, I mean, just get great scores in these areas. Very high impact and you know, almost really as original as you could get almost. So it just carried them. It is what it is. It carried them. They wound up finishing tied for 31st. And Salt and Pepper wound up finishing tied for 73rd, which is, you know, pretty crazy because there's a gap there. There's a gap of almost 40 people in between them. So that impact and that originality score, it just can't be overlooked. It was big and, hey, where they lacked in certain areas, they fucking made up for it in others. But again, nothing against either group. I didn't have a hard time listening to either group of people. Shoutouts to the Beastie Boys. Shoutouts to Salt and Pepper. We're still only a couple years into hip hop, really gaining some traction here. Six years. Uh, we started with 1980. We're up to 1986, and we've had. You can see how in the beginning it was 1980, then 1982 and 84, where the artists were coming out. Now you're seeing four, five, six artists coming out in the same calendar year of 1986. So you're starting to see the popularity rise. You're starting to see different things. You're seeing, you know, female rap groups. You're seeing, you know, first it was, you started out with the groups, then you had individuals, you had duos, you had, now you're having female rap groups. So we're starting to see all these different things come into play now that we haven't seen prior to this. It's cool to watch it. It was cool listening to it. It was cool watching it all unfold. You know, I'm in the mid 90s now and it's clear to see hip hop has definitely taken a major turn in many ways uh i'm not knocking it in any way shape or form but you know from the things that people were talking about to you know what their goals were as far as hip-hop is concerned to uh you know images to just deliveries and all sorts of different things that are going on now in the mid 90s that definitely weren't going on in the early 80s so again it's fun watching it unfold um I spoke about how in March we're going to stick with the top 33% of artists covered. Uh, as the months go on, I'll continue to lower that percentage. Again, I can't be you know rallying off. I believe we're through 22 artists right now, so that's about seven 
Um, but I just don't want to be rallying off these long lists at the end of every week. So we're going to stick with the top 33% for right now. The current top 33% is at the top you have Rev Run of Run DMC in 12th place of 114 artists done. Right behind him you have LL Cool J in 13th place of 114 artists done. Behind him we have DMC of Run DMC who is tied for 17th of 114 artists done. Behind him is Cool Mo D who's in 26th of 114. Then behind them we have a three-way tie with Mike D, Ad Rock, and MCA of the Beastie Boys, who we just covered in this episode, tied for 31st of 114 artists done. Shout out to all the artists done. Particular shout out to the top 33% of artists that are hanging in there. We got the Beastie Boys, who just moved ahead of, I believe it was the Furious Five who was in here last week in this top 33%, and they had been in there since day one. So I believe this is the first week where we're seeing the Furious Five out of the list. I could be wrong about that. Again, this is so much, so much information going through my brain and I'm still doing it right now. As I said, I'm in the mid 90s. So every day I'm listening to two, three albums a day. Uh, there's just so much information going through my head. So I do apologize if I am getting any of these things that I'm talking about from weeks prior wrong. Um, let's go with the top 10% lyrically. Nothing's changed here. You saw the scores today were both below average. Uh, we still have Rev Run and LL Cool J tied for the top spot lyrically at a five and a half. Uh, so that's, you know, like I said, we got 22 artists done so far. There's your top two guys. Um, if you'd like to see any of the full lists, you can give the Facebook website a visit www.facebook.com slash tale of the tapes podcast. Um, Again, on my actual Anchor profile, which is www.anchor.fm slash tapes. Everything is spelt normal in my Anchor and my Facebook uh, links. I have my donate button on my Anchor profile. Please feel free to hit that. Always greatly appreciated, obviously. As far as next week goes, we have Public Enemy on next week. Public Enemy, who were scored as individuals. Some people from the group made it. Some people from the group didn't make it. I will talk more on Public Enemy next week. But Public Enemy, big group, obviously, very influential. You hear a lot of people bring up, you know, Public Enemy, Chuck D as, you know, some of their favorites or, you know, some of the best or whatever. Um, interesting formsy fact here. My brother, I believe Chuck D is his favorite rapper. I know he really used to fuck with NWA, uh, Public Enemy. Um, who else did my brother like? My brother liked... Uh, couple different people but i definitely know that chuck d individually is probably my brother's favorite rapper so i'm intrigued to get into next week like i said public enemy it's gonna be a big week tale of the tapes podcast episode eight big shout outs to the beastie boys big shout outs to salt and pepper big shout outs to the top 33 percent of the artists done Big shout-outs to the top 10% lyrically. Big shout-outs to all the pioneers, everybody done so far. And I will see you next week for episode 9, Public Enemy. Peace. Tale of the tapes. Might as well.